Welcome to episode 14 of The Putting Couch. I'm Jim Grundberg, and I'm here with Cody Hale and Ted Galena, the Seymour Tour team from our studios in Franklin, Tennessee. And we are on today with Pat O'Brien, the Director of Instruction at Lakewood Country Club and the Global Ambassador Teaching and Fitting for Seymour Potters. Pat has uh, been with us uh, since day one and uh, known, obviously, as the uh, putting instructor that uh, helped Zach Johnson win the Masters and, and many, many millions of dollars, works with many other tour players. And Pat, it's, it's fantastic to have you on here. We are going to be the second part of our series with you on the fundamentals of putting. So uh, we're excited to get, get started on that. Thanks for having me on again, guys. I look forward to it. We talked about the grip, and uh, that's always where you like to start. And we really did a deep dive on that in uh, the last episode that we had with you. And um, our listeners really, really enjoyed that. So we decided we we're going to go sort of one step at a time and focusing on one particular aspect of your teaching and your fitting. So today we decided, and uh, you know, with your input, that that was going to be alignment. So let's get going on alignment and. Pat, you have uh, you have golfers that sign up for putter fittings, putting instruction, and when they come in, obviously at some point the lesson is going to turn to alignment. And tell us about how that sort of is one of the main um, baselines that you're going to use in helping somebody to improve their putting. Sure. So when somebody comes to see me for a lesson, obviously they're struggling with something, and uh, alignment is is one of the things that that universally comes up. I'm not sure where I'm aiming is a refrain, a refrain I'll hear, or, uh, you know, I feel like I pull the ball or I feel like I can't read a greens. And, and oftentimes that's from misalignment too, where they make compensations in the stroke and the ball doesn't start on the line that they think it should. So it's not necessarily a green reading issue. It really does come down to alignment. So when somebody comes to see me and we, we look at that, I'm going to watch them hit some long putts some short putts, uh, left to right, right to left straight. And just get a feel for where they are, in fact, aligning themselves. And uh, and in the context of that, I'm also just going to watch everything they do, how they walk into the ball, how they look at the target, uh, where their eyes are um, at setup statically, and then we can really dive into it. And and uh, I think that's you know obviously the grip is super important to be able to control the putter without tension and have it swing the way it's weighted. But alignment is as important, um, knowing where you're aiming and being confident with that. So you can really calm down when you're over the ball and make a free stroke is obviously huge. And, and so how, how, do, how does one of these, uh, you know, fittings start with you? you, you know, what, what tools do you use? How do you, how do you jump into that? Because as you said, almost everybody at some point, uh, when they come to you, they say they're struggling and struggling means you're missing putts. And so when you miss putts, you feel like you're not aimed correctly. Yeah, so in a fitting, and even in a in a lesson too, I'm I'm looking at the specs of their putter. Is it too long? Is it too short? Is it too upright? Too flat? In um, the shape of it too. Sometimes, you know, generally speaking, right eye dominant people like looking at the front of a putter, so a blade fits their eye better. Left eye dominant people uh, are subconsciously at least looking at the back of the putter, so they prefer mallets. And now that's not an absolute, but it bears out most of the time. So, you know, the style of the putter matters and, uh, just, just basically watching what they do and the compensations they make and where their eyes are at setup. And, and then we, you know, we talk about it. And that's one of the beautiful things about a Seymour putter too, is 
is, um, you know, we always used to say that you really cannot impose your will on a Seymour putter because if you do, you're going to see that red dot and it's going to drive you nuts. So um, I'll have a Seymour putter with me just as part of the lesson. And and um, whether or not they putt with one, uh, that doesn't matter to me, but they're going to hold it at some point. And, and especially if I'm teaching them about eye line and how to look at the target, then that's an integral piece. Uh, to the lesson so as you guys know better than anybody if, if you know the shaft is dead vertical and the two white lines frame the black shaft perfectly then when you set up correctly and your eyes are square that red dot's going to disappear so that alone can oftentimes lead to a conversation about um, eye line and alignment um i know that you know the, the yeah the concept of being Pretty neutral, as you said, the shaft being vertical, um, simplification of having a straight shaft. Um, it seems like you've taken some variables out. So while somebody may not initially aim the putter down the line that they're looking for, I, I think I heard you say they're certainly going to have a tendency to aim it the same way every time. And then you can make the tweaks after that in terms of how they're seeing, um, you know, how they're, how they're using each eye and, you know, how they're sort of setting the putter down. Right. Yes. Uh, I'll bring a putting mirror out sometimes so I can show them their eye line. I'll bring out some uh, sticks to lay on the ground in lieu of a, say, a chalk line to show them, you know, what square is and how to look at your target. Um, a side note, I think a hardwood floor is probably my favorite training aid because you've got straight lines set into the ground, one for your feet, one for the putter. And so you can see what square is and then you can also see uh, how to look correctly down your line. So I'll have people do that at home. That's my preference. Anyway, they're going to make a change and work on stuff. And there's no better way to, to do it than with a hardwood floor. So it's pretty simple too. Um, you know, the ma majority of people th that I see that have alignment challenges usually aim too far to the right and then, uh, you know, look over their shoulder or across their body at their target to convince themselves that they're aiming correctly. I will see some people that, that are too open and then just look away from them, from their bodies a little bit too much to also, you know, convince themselves they're aiming correctly. So the goal is always to get the eyes to be relatively square when you're set up to it. Your head's not cocked one way or the other. Um, your, your body lines are fairly square. And uh, then, you know, once you're there, uh, look correctly down the target line. So both eyes are looking uh, and, and then the other great training aid that I'll use uh, all the time is the Seymour triangulator too. the the uh, triangle with the string attached to it I call it the poor man's laser <laughs> and you use that as, as one of the tools when you're when you're really at this point in time are you helping somebody to understand why it is that they're struggling with alignment and then you're trying to show them uh, a solution I guess and uh, how would you use that triangulator well you you Let's say you pick a straight putt, so you lay out the string to the middle of the hole, and then you line up the triangle to that string, put a couple T's in the ground, put a T in the string to hold it in place, and then just have somebody set up to that. And, you know, it's a, this is a funny thing about alignment is um, you have to have a line on the ground that's straight that you can look at from behind the line and go, okay, yeah, that's straight. Because when you get over it, if you struggled with your alignment, you're you're gonna go no way that's not straight that that looks that looks weird but 
yes, it is straight. You can see it from behind. So then, you know, you get a, a true sense of what square is and how to look at your target. And they're, they're both equally important when it comes to alignment. POB, um, when you talked about, you know, people aiming to the right or to the left and you see a lot more aiming to the right, how, how why is that and how do they get that way in, in your opinion and, and what questions do you ask them of how they has it always been that way how they lined up or do they you know jump back and forth what what do you notice from them yeah good question ted so i think most right-handed golfers at least are right eye dominant not all but most so they're used to um, being a little closed with their body lines and then throwing their left eye out of the way and looking at the target with the right eye only and uh I think that's probably true in, in their golf swings too. It usually matches. So, and then, you know, you get some, you get some right eye dominant people that aim left too. It's not an absolute, but it, it generally bears out. And then left eye dominant people are a little bit more open and then they use their dominant eye to just look away from their bodies at the target and the right eye doesn't participate. So uh, either way, when you can show them that, Hey, this is how both eyes need to look at the target out in front of you then you can really have a true sense of where you're aiming. So um, that's one thing. And then the other thing I watch, Ted, is is how they walk into the ball. And I think that's kind of an underrated secret, so to speak, um, with with the alignment piece. You know, if, if you can picture this, so somebody's behind the line reading the putt, and then when they walk into the ball, the, uh, a lot of people will, will take a, a journey, uh, you know, they'll go on, on a half circle to walk into the ball. So they'll start off walking to the left and then when they get to the ball they have to turn to the right so when they do that the potential exists to turn too far to the right it's a i call it the dreaded left leg swing if you're a right hand golfer so you swing your left leg around to turn to the right to get to the ball and then a lot of times you go too far so your your baseline is too far to the right and then you're going to set your putter up to that and then you're going to look across your body to convince yourself you're aiming correctly so a lot of times I will change the way that somebody walks into the ball. I will have them walk into it more down the target line initially and then veer off to the left. So when they do get to the ball, they're much more open. And then when they take their stance, uh, they tend to square up or even stay slightly open with their feet, which is fine with me. And what about is you also mentioned in terms of how far away from the putter, how far away from the ball they're going to be. In terms of their eye line, how does that affect what you see and, and, and how you want them? Yeah, great point, Jim. That that's another variable. Uh, you see, you know, it's it's my feeling that so let's take eyes over the ball. Um, people have heard that that's been around for years and years and years. And so you need to get your eyes over the ball when you putt. So uh, the way I look at that is uh, back in the day, so to speak, uh, greens were much slower, grainier, Bermuda. And everybody had a wristy pop-like stroke. And so the easiest way to achieve that is to get your eyes over the ball, either by getting really close to the ball or bending uh, forward enough so that your eyes are directly over it. So when that happens, you get a little bit stuck. You can't swing as freely. And um, if your eyes are directly over the ball, then the target line is going to look too far to the left based on your perception and things get a little weird. So that's another piece. I, I prefer that people have their eyes right around the heel of the putter, good posture, 
Uh, so I just slightly inside the ball and then everything's more out in front of them um, where it should be. And then when they look correctly, they can get a true sense of, of where the target is and, and it matches up. So that's another piece that, that's super important. So if you're the right distance away from the ball, um, you're also going to see more accurately the line, the proper line. I think so. Yes. The, um, the, you know, you have the target line and then you have your eye line. And if your eye line is just ever so slightly inside the ball, when you turn your head and you look at the target with both eyes, it's a good matchup. But when your eyes are too far over the ball and you turn your head, then you're so far over it that the target's too far to the left. So you, it's a, it just looks funny right away. And I'll, I'll show that to people a lot. I'll, I'll lay a stick down uh, or a, a triangulator and I'll have them get their eyes dead over the ball and they'll see that it, it, the perception's strange and then I'll uh, improve their posture probably and move them slightly further away from it. And then they look down the line, oh, that, that actually looks a lot better. That makes sense. So that, that's a huge piece as well, yes. Pat, you mentioned uh, eye dominancy. You know, how... How do you see how that impacts sort of how players set up and, you know, even how they walk in the ball to get in their setup and how that affects sort of their eye line at setup, whether it's, you know, their eyes are sort of tilted across their, their target line, which, you know, I know you mentioned that affects how they look at it. But, how you know, does that also affect their ball position, which could affect aim? Is that something that you see in tweak a lot? It could, yeah. And again, there are no absolutes. So, you, so you, sometimes you get somebody that's right eye dominant that they will, you know, they want to look at everything with the right eye and they'll they'll cock their head such that their right eye is a lot higher than their left eye. And like Keegan Bradley comes to mind, if you can picture that look. I don't know if he's right eye dominant or not, but mm -hmm. that would be a manifestation. And so the eye line's actually too far to the left. And I'll have some people that are right eye dominant that that cock their head to the right, so their eye lines out to the right, and then throw their left eye out of the way to look at the target. So, you know, I've sort of given up on predicting what eye dominance, uh, the effect that it has, let's say, on somebody. I mean, it, it, it's interesting to maybe talk about and, own and explain why, but at the end of the day, I, don't, I really don't care so much. I, I want your eyes to be relatively square when you set up meaning that your head's not cocked one way or the other. Good reference for me would be to have your nose essentially over your sternum and also, um, you know, in line with the putter shaft and then have both eyes participate in how you look. So if they both are looking, they're triangulating out in front of you and then, you know, they're working together as opposed to playing into some sort of eye dominance. So for our, for our listeners, if they're trying to work on this, let's say at home, you know, and they, they've got a mirror. Ideally, their, let's say their eye line would fall, you know, somewhere around the hill of the putter. Their left eye would be on the corner of the face. The right eye would be, you know, just obviously back to the right of that. But if there's parallel lines, they would sit or run through those parallel lines uh, that are that are parallel to the target line, correct? And then, The eyes would, yes. yes. And if you're you know, pretty well balanced, that puts the ball somewhere just forward of the middle of your stance. That's right. Right. Yes, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, you, you can, you really don't want to complicate it. So if you just stood up nice and tall and, and your eyes are pretty much parallel to the horizon and then you, you know, you fall into the balls of your feet, uh, and you're assuming that your muscles in your back aren't super tight one way or the other, 
then your nose is going to be over your sternum and your eyes are going to be relatively square. That's another high level problem though, where, um, sometimes if, if, if I'm having a hard time getting somebody to square up their eye line, I will, um, uh, I will just have them stand up and, you know, just hang out normally. And, and I'll just take a stick and I'll go through their belly button sternum. And then, um, hopefully it'll hit the, you know, the middle of their nose, but oftentimes it won't, it'll hit, you know, the, the left side of the nose or even the right side, which just shows there's some asymmetry in the body. Um, you know, it's that old adage where, you know, if you, if you see somebody that their right side's a lot lower than their left and almost like a gunslinger mode that, you know, you don't want to bet them in golf cause they play a lot of golf. So, um, that's more, that's, that's kind of a high level thing, especially if I get a really good player that I'll show them that, Hey, you, you just in life in general, you're, you're not, uh, I will encourage them to swing the other way. If they're right-handed golfer, swing left-handed, uh, throw a Frisbee the other way, anything you can do to rotate and, um, side bend the opposite way to get your ba- body to balance out. You're sort of describing uh, Ryan Palmer, you know, I can picture him walking down the fairway. He sort of got that Texas yes. swag, a little bit right. That right shoulder down just a hair. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So you see that a lot. You see, you just see asymmetry. And, and then when they go down to, to bend over, then they're, they're really off. And if you try to correct that person, uh, boy, it's, it's strange. So, um, just depends on really how much you want to change i'm a i like i said i'm a big fan just if even if you're a junior golfer right now or if you've been playing for a long time swing the other way just balance your body out and uh and hopefully then when you look in the mirror that everything lines up the nose the sternum the belly button and it'll probably save you some trips to the chiropractor down the line too (laughs) you always see a lot with like you mentioned that you know, you grip it in the right hand. If you grip it conventional, right, your right hand's a little lower. You've seen some, as you mentioned, you know, golfers in the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s that had a lot more of a tilted upper body when they got into their posture with their head really far back of their, uh, you know, the golf ball. So, you know, is that something, you know, you're trying to level that out a little bit, you know, how, you know, and that can change ball position and everything. You know, how much of that do you, do you typically change in like a bit? Yeah, great point, Cody. Uh, it's, I, I, I think, so that's a big reason why people will go to cross-handed sometimes. Uh, they will just, you know, left-hand low automatically levels out the shoulders. Um, sometimes it even takes it too far the other way. and But that's a really easy way to get your nose back over your sternum. And some people will um, will go left-hand low. Uh, initially as they get into their posture and then um, they'll switch back to conventional. So they lower the left shoulder and then they switch back to conventional. That's a, that's a move you'll see. I think some guys will even like stand up tall, kind of level out and then go back down. There's a couple guys on tour that do that. Their names escape me right now. Um, so that's another way to do it. Yeah. The, the image I have for a right-handed golfer uh, is, and he, and this is a good point too. Um, Let's say you have a lot of tilt in your shoulders, excessive tilt, because obviously you're going to have some because if you're gripping it conventionally, your right hand's lower on the club. So your right shoulder is going to be a little bit lower as well. But let's say it's excessive. So um, 
I'll ask people if they watch baseball and, you know, the people that say yes, then I'll say, well, I want you to picture a left-handed reliever looking in for the sign. So when they're doing that, they're kind of, you know, they're lowering their left shoulder and they're shaking all the tension out of their left hand. And then they, you know, they get into their delivery. So I want somebody to level out. I want them to shake out the tension, lower the left shoulder, and then grip the putter. Um, if you do it after you've already gripped the putter and you try to level out, boy, it's going to feel super weird and uncomfortable. And it's not going to work, quite frankly. So uh, level out first, you know, maybe even tug your left ear down a little bit, left shoulder, and then take the grip. And, and then, you know, that's an, that's an easy way to do it. And, but again, ultimately high level, if you want to never have to think about this stuff, then balance your body out, out away from the golf course, and then it, it'll just kind of happen. So the components, we, there's another podcast on the grip. We get to alignment. You're trying to get somebody to actually understand um, when they're on the line that they think they're on. And right. now they're set up for good, consistent putting. Right. Yes. The moment of truth in a putting routine is when you approach the ball, you know, how you walk on the ball, obviously, when you get to the ball uh, and you take your initial look at the target, do things match up? Is the target where it should be? Do I feel good about my aim? And then I calm down. But if I walk into it incorrectly, if I'm too closed, my ball position's off, my head's cocked one way, I'm really truly going to have no idea where I'm aiming. And then I'm going to be uncomfortable. So, um, you know, maybe some tour players' ignorance is bliss and and they just do it the same way every time and they, you know, they have some sort of compensation. But they're also tour players and they have incredible hand-eye coordination and they play every day so they can maybe get away with it some but you know I, I would prefer you walk into it the right way when you get to the ball your eyes are relatively square and then uh, work backwards instead of putting the putter down arbitrarily and then figuring out where that's aiming I would like you to look correctly at the target first and then let your putter sit to that picture that that's the ultimate creative way to putt and that's my goal when I get somebody in front of me. That's, that's great stuff. And I know that our listeners and, and, and really golfers in general, 99.999% of us are, are really not going to be playing on tour. And so, as you said, um, we're not going to be playing for eight hours a day. We're not going to be practicing putting for two hours a day. We're just not going to have the reps. And so um, if you can get somebody fundamentally um, better in terms of their alignment, then the next part of it, which is to get a repeatable, consistent stroke that stays square to that target line is going to be easier, right? I assume that's that's probably what we're going to get to in the next podcast at some point in time. But we, you know, and, and there's different types of putters and there's different, you know, we talked about blades and mallets and straight and offset and lie angles and all that kind of stuff, which we'll want to build in. So, um, but right now in, in, in terms of alignment, when somebody – is there a difference, uh, you know, whether a golfer is looking at a longer putt, a mid, you know, medium length putt, a shorter putt? Um, do they see different things, or is it pretty consistent? Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. Um, you know, maybe sometimes uh, on a longer putt, uh, you don't grind as hard on your alignment, or if you're misaligned, you don't worry as much. Uh, you focus more on speed, so perhaps you can, you know, quiet the mind a little bit easier on those. But as you get into let's say 10 feet and in where, you know, you can clearly see the target. 
then it, it requires you to really be more precise if you want to make the putt or at least start it online, which is the goal, then uh, sure, it becomes much more important. You're much more aware of it. So, um, but you want to train good habits no matter what. So, you know, if you're at home right now, just stand up tall and get your eyes level to the horizon and then just bend down and make sure they stay relatively level and then practice looking correctly down the line, having a line on the ground where you can see exactly where you're aiming. And, you know, if it looks way too far to the left, then, you know, you're probably a right aimer and looking too far to the left and then vice versa. If, if you're aiming too far to the left, it's going to look way to the right, but it's a straight line on the ground and you can trust it. And then eventually when you get both your eyes to work together, you'll have a true sense of where you're aiming. And then you can really just, like I said, just calm down and, and trust it and make a good stroke and start it online. And then lo and behold, you're a better green reader too. So we're, so we've talked about seeing the line, you know, getting in alignment. Now I know that you as a longtime user of, of Seymour Putters and Zach Johnson and Payne Stewart and your friends and your students um, with a Seymour putter, a straight shaft Seymour putter, which is sort of the core of the line. You're talking about a shaft that goes straight down. You're talking about two white lines on the back of the heel that you line up with the black bottom portion of the shaft and you cover that red dot. So you're not even just talking about with the Seymour putter, the alignment that you see in terms of the path that you want the ball to be on, but you now actually have a way to sort of triangulate yourself and line the putter up so that it's in line with your shoulders and your eyes. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. That that's, I mean, what a great, um, I don't, you know, I don't want to say training aid because that you, you know, this putters won a major championship or multiple. Um, so, but you can certainly use it at home too, and you can putt with it, uh, every day and it's, it's going to keep you uh, in line, <laughs> pardon the pun, but it, it, if the shaft is vertical, it's not pushed forward or tilted back, uh, you build your stance around that, you know, you, put your hands together and that's where they meet and you get your nose over your sternum and you, you won't see the red dot. And, you know, and if you're out playing around to golf or if you're playing a bunch in a row and you start to see a little bit of that red dot on one side or the other, then that putter is trying to tell you that your alignment's getting off and, and you can immediately go back and correct it. When, when I first, I was a good putter growing up and um, I didn't know why, but, but I, I would still pull it occasionally and, and um, when I got the Seymour in my hands after I met Payne Stewart, I've, I finally knew why. I knew that, you know, I, I was bent to the right too much. My eye line was shooting off to the right. And, you know, so a putter is going to look square to your eyes. Um, if your eyes are out to the right, the putter is going to be open right of your target line to look square to you. So that the Seymour really taught me the alignment piece um, of putting and to, to get, you know, your ears leveled out and your eyes leveled out. And then, the red dot's not an issue. So, um, uh, what a great, great thing to have in your bag at all times. POB, we see that a little bit here when uh, new students come and see us, and we, you know, we watch them putt for the first time with the Seymour. The first three or four putts they make, you know, after you teach them to hide the red dot, see the white white lines, it, the balls, you know, three or four of them go to the right very quickly. Um, and so they, okay, that must be where I aim. So they start aiming a little bit more to left, which now you can see them getting very square to the line, very square setup. 
And now all of a sudden they just start pouring them in. I think right then and there, very quickly, they realize, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I do aim to the right. Now, if I just feel like I'm aiming a little bit more to the left, which actually I'm dead square, and we show that with them with a triangulator or laser here, then very quickly their alignment is improved drastically in a short amount of time by just seeing them, like you said, how square they are, how the putter sets up, and then watching the balls go in. You're so right, Ted. And that's one of the coolest parts of a putting lesson, too, is when you don't say a word and they, they come into it, maybe, you know, they're coming into it better, but they're still aiming one way or the other incorrectly. And then without you saying anything, they fix it. And and then that's when I know they're going to be OK. And uh, th- yeah, that that's my favorite part, probably, of a putting lesson. How do you uh, how do you when you leave when leave them? How do you have them practice their alignment when you're not around? What are there any um, drills you give them or markings other than, you know, chalk line in a triangulator? Is there something else that you give them to work on to practice their alignment or is it just I mean, that basic? It, yeah, it's pretty much that basic. Make sure they walk into the ball correctly. Watch a tour player. Uh, the, for the majority of them, they walk into the ball. Uh, they start down the target line and then they veer off to the left and here's the thing about that too when you when you get to the ball and you're maybe let's say slightly open to your target line um your left eye is going to your right brain so you're using that eye really to visualize and and see the picture and so now it can see everything and and it's cool And, and conversely if you walk into the ball on a half circle and you get to the ball and you swing your you know your left leg and you know, you're blocked off from the target. You can't see anything with your left eye. And then immediately you're uncomfortable. So uh, that's a huge piece of it. Um, like I said, hardwood floor at home. I, I prefer people to do a lot of stuff away from the ball, uh, away from the golf course, more karate kid type stuff, you know, where you just, you practice these movements. And then when you get to the golf course, um, it's already a part of you and you don't have to really spend a whole lot of time grinding on it. Just, you just go putt and have fun. That's awesome. We, we, we're going to, we're going to continue, obviously uh, every four weeks, we're going to get Pat on and we're going to talk kind of component by component. Then we'll get back to, you know, some of the big picture stuff and some of the real, once you put it all together, how do you really putt great at all levels, you know, beginners, um, you know, you know, sort of average club level players and, and real competitive players. I think we'll hit all of that, but in terms of the alignment system, I think um, it is a, you know, it's an important component. It's fun to dive into it this way. And, uh, you know, we, we know that you're the best out there and, uh, it does, you know, I would just say for some of our listeners, number one is what I hear is, is that if you're out in a golf shop and, and, you know, there's some of the, you know, the, the big box golf shops out there will have Seymour putters. I mean, you can go over and just grab one, just find an FGP or an FGP mallet or one of the other putters. And even if you didn't go into the golf shop that day, planning to buy a Seymour putter, just go out there and put yourself through this little practice trail. Go out there and cover the red dot. You know, line up the two white lines. If there's somebody in the shop that comes over to, to talk to you, I mean, ask them about it because it, the putter itself will teach you a lot and show you a lot. And then, obviously, at a higher level, if you've got a chance to hook up with somebody like a Pat O'Brien or go to a, a putting studio and find a putting instructor, you know, it's it's really, really fun. I mean, so many students in the last 10 years, we've realized that never had – they never thought they had available to them putting instructors, putting specialists. It's now Pat was really at the forefront of that. And 
you know, I think that it's 40% of the game, right? And so some of your lessons, some of your fittings out there for those serious players should be directed that way. And we'll get more into that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, right, you guys have a great setup up there. There are SBI teachers, instructors all across the country now and probably all over the world. And then we've also got, um, you know, we did some videos together on Seymour.com yes. about Hi. that too. So good yeah, visuals. So they can, they can find that at Seymour.com. They can find it at your website. And that's uh, Pat O'Brien on putting. And wow, people, that's the best investment you'll ever make. I think on our website, it's 10 bucks for everything. And uh, they get downloaded a series of, of, of really cool videos all across the board on putting. And uh, I would say that would be absolutely the best investment you could make in the next 24 hours. It's go, go check that out. And uh, Pat, it's on your site as well. How do they get to that? Uh, Pat O'Brien. So P-A-T-O-B-R-I-E-N golf.com. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's, uh, we, we love those videos. Anybody that watches those feels like, um, yeah, it's a simple investment, but yeah. it's almost worth a hundred dollars oh worth of gosh, yeah. lessons plus more. You know, yeah. I mean, you go down and you know see Pat for five hundred bucks, or you can get lessons for ten bucks. Absolutely. Well, hey, anybody out there listening? Again, we appreciate your feedback, your input, uh, your questions. We can we can always get more stuff to Pat and uh, Pat. We really appreciate you taking some time today to uh, to go through this this part of the putting uh, experience. You got it, guys. Thank you. Look forward to doing the next one, too. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the Putting Couch podcast content in front of more people. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at Seymour Putters or hashtag Team Seymour.